Hey, are you a Pennsylvania resident looking for individual and or couples therapy? Go to www.themarriagedoc.com and click on the schedule consultation and pick a date and time to get started. All right, so here we are in 2022, uh, the first episode of the Mary Stock podcast for the new year. I, for one, am excited. Um, I'm hoping this year just keeps getting better and better and better, and I have no doubt that it will. Um, and I want to thank everybody who joins and listens to the Marriage Doc podcast in your support in, in by listening. Um, today's episode is going to focus on infidelity. I think, you know, New Year, why not? Um, I have done podcasts in the past on infidelity. This is going to be more so some aspects of treatment that I feel are important, some components. Um, so we're just going to kind of get into it here. So there's there's a way that I treat infidelity in, in couples therapy. And this part, you know, may be more important if you're in the therapy business. Um, but I use a Gottman approach, right, which is consisting of three phases, the atonement, attunement, and attachment phase. And you may ask, well, okay, so what what's important with regards to this if I am not a therapist? Well, what's important is... For one, if you have been cheated on, you have truly experienced uh, a trauma in many cases, right? Of course, relationship dynamics can really dictate how severe um, being cheated on is, right? If you date somebody for an hour, for example, and then you find out, oh, well, they've you know been dating other people behind my back in, in that period of time, obviously, you're probably not going to be as hurt as somebody who's been married for 15 years and finds out that they're significant other has been screwing around on them on their back for for a while that's that's gonna sting a lot more most likely so what is the purpose of me talking about this in the podcast is that for one to help provide some psychoeducation on the fact that even though um cheating is a very unfortunate common thing that there's there's parts in terms of treatment that people need to be aware of some aspects of things that need to be done um, one of the things that always concerns me when I hear about a person going to therapy uh, in regards to infidelity or cheating, however you want to word it, is that it's a one-person show. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is that not both partners go, but one will go, whether it's the person being cheated on or, or the person who is the betrayer. Um, and this is all going to fall underneath the uh, umbrella term betrayal trauma, right, which makes sense. Um, and so a lot of research that I've read actually compares many of the symptoms of betrayal trauma to PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, if you're not aware of that. Um, so this is not something to take lightly. And I'm sure people that are listening have been cheated on. Um, maybe some people have cheated in general, not here to judge. Um, but just understand that there's important components if you're looking at going to therapy. Um, number one would be that I feel like both need to go, right? Um, so both partners need to go because the fact is, if you're going to continue the relationship, which is probably the first piece to look at, are you willing to both stay in the relationship? Yes or no? If you're both willing to stay in the relationship, then something that is important is 
willingness to go to therapy together, couples therapy. Um, why? Well, here, here's one of the things, okay? It's going to be pretty likely that the person who is experiencing the betrayal has many questions, right? They may start asking the questions from the get-go. Some of those questions may be, um, who was it with? How long has this been going on, right? Who, what, when, where, and why? Those W questions. And, and sometimes how, right? If anybody remembers back, I don't remember elementary school, who, what, when, where, why? The W's and then the H, how at the end. And the reason for this is we're trying to rationalize and understand what the heck's going on. In some cases, we're not aware of it. In some cases, folks are aware of it. Either way, so those questions are going to be had. Now, I'll be honest, from a therapist standpoint, we want those questions to be asked in session. Why, why is this, right? Let's stick with the W questions. Well, the reason being is typically we're better at mediating such discussions and uh, question and answering sessions than um, a couple in the situation alone. So we can typically help mediate these situations a little better. In addition to when both partners are saying, yes, we want to continue the relationship, we have the questions, we, we allow uh, the opportunity, um, understand as the betrayer, right, there's going to be a huge lack of trust. There is going to be essentially you walking on eggshells. And to an extent, this, this is necessary, right, because there's going to be questions. As I had said about PTSD, one of the pieces about PTSD that can be um, seen is the idea of hypervigilance in the person who has been betrayed, right? They're on, they're questioning everything. They're looking at everything. They are, uh, you know, hypervigilant. They're aware of what's going on. They're super, super aware of what's going on. And they're going to question things such as, okay, did you put emojis on the, uh, chat with coworkers. Why do you do that? Why are you talking to this coworker when you typically talk to that coworker? Let me look at your phone. Um, one of the worst things that you can do as the betrayer um, in the early time periods here after cheating is, or the disclosure of cheating, however it comes about, is by not giving up your password to your phone. Why? Well, here's reason why. Because if you're not willing to give that information, that is more than likely going to be perceived by the party who has been betrayed as you hiding something and there's more there so they're going to push more there's going to be more conflict it is important to share this information to be as open and honest as one can possibly be when you're going somewhere your day needs to be planned where are you going what time can you be home why do i say this and to some it may seem a little ex you know a little excessive the reason i feel this way is because you need to make the situation, the environment as tr as least triggering as possible, right? So when you're going somewhere, if you say you're going to be home at four, you better be home at 3.55, right? Or even as close to, to the time as possible. The reason being you need to be predictable. You need to be predictable so that you're less triggering. And um, as time goes on, trust can be built over time, right? So you know, this in the atonement phase, which is the first of the three phases that Gottman put out there, um, you know, you're working through, as I stated, some some examples of this working through anger, fear, guilt. Uh, you know, the betrayed partner is going to express a lot of emotions. They may go, you know, this emotional roller coaster up one day, down the next, up and down, up and down. You know, you might feel like, well, why why stay in this relationship if this is how it's going to be? Well, here's the thing for people. 
it really drives me nuts when somebody says, well, you know, if they're going to be so up and down, why should I stay in this relationship? Because what you're doing is you're flipping the situation to make them be the ones who are being bad. If you are the betrayer, you need to get in line and be respectful. If you're going to stay in that relationship, you need to understand from the get-go, this isn't going to be all sunshines and butterflies. I have I have in sessions run into people who cheat, admit they cheated, and then try to quickly turn it around as if everything's okay and move forward in the relationship. That is a real crap move. I'd like to use stronger language, but I'm going to kind of tone it down for the purpose of the podcast. That is a crap move. You need to be open, honest, and willing to work if you're going to stay in that relationship. And you know, here's the thing. Let's backtrack a little bit. If you're going to stay in a relationship after you cheat, you need to understand it's going to be hard. It's going to be damn hard because that person already, how can they trust you? You've hurt them at the lowest, at the lowest levels possibly to their core. You have rocked them. Now, a lot of this, again, goes back to the relationship, but you have to understand you have rocked them because they have put trust in you. And I encourage you to look back and listen to the uh, Levels of Trust podcast. That'll make a little more sense, potentially, but it will rock you to the core. Here are some statistics, right, from recovering from infidelity. Less than 50% of couples survive. Less than 50% of couples. It doesn't matter if you go to therapy. It doesn't matter if you go to the best therapist in the world or if you stay home and just try to, you know, cold turkey it out and and just kind of move forward. Less than 50% of couples who cheat last. Okay? And the thing is, it's really important to understand that if you decide to stay in that relationship and work on this, you're going to need to be humble. You need to be open, honest, and humble. And the reason being, you need to really work on accepting the fact that that this is a symptom, okay? This is a symptom of an overall relationship issue, but what you did is unexcusable in regards to the idea of cheating, Right. I'm just going to say the idea of cheating. If there's other dynamics out there going on, I'm just focusing on the cheating aspect here. Okay. I'm not going to go into what somebody's relationship may or may not be like and all this. We could go down a rabbit hole. Be crazy. But just the idea of a partner deciding to cheat. Okay. You need to understand that there's going to be work involved. You're going to be expected to work. You're also going to have to be an open book. And, and the person who's been betrayed is going to have a lot of questions, right? So that kind of catches us up. There's going to be an emotional roller coaster up and down and hypervigilance, fear, danger, anger, all of these anger being a secondary emotion. So you could have frustration and, and, and mad and somebody being mad, sad, disappointed, any number of these feelings coming together, creating anger. And it's going to be some time and there's no atonement last two to three sessions and then attunement, which is the next phase lasts three to four. And then, you know, attachment lasts two to three and you're done. That, no, that's not it. Everybody's a little different. So understand that. Now, like I said, the next phase being the attunement phase. So this is when you're talking about the context of the marriage, the relationship. You know, there's new ways of communicating and interacting that are needed. There's different interventions that are put in play. Here's the reality. And this is something a lot of people struggle to understand. If you cheat and you're caught and you two decide to stay in that relationship, that is not the same relationship you were in prior. 
So if you were married, this is marriage number two. Assuming this is the first time that you've gone through this. This is marriage number two. And that's an important piece to understand because a lot of people think, I want to just fix that relationship. Well, you can't go back and fix something that's broken. You can't fix something there. That's in the past. You need to move forward and it's changing now. Okay, so you need to learn new ways of, of living together, new ways of working together, communicating, problem solving. All this jazz has to be done over. This is also a part where questions can continue to be asked by the, the person who's been betrayed. There may be a point in time where the betrayed person says, I don't have any more questions. I'm good. I know all the answers. I don't need to ask anymore. And that's a positive sign. That's a positive sign because as we move forward and we get into the attachment phase, there's a couple of things that need to happen, right? So the betrayed partner's responsible. They get some responsibility here as well. Not that they don't have it any other time, but this is a really big piece. The betrayed partner is responsible for reassuring trust is growing. So while we said at the onset that the betrayer needs to say, hey, do I want to be in this relationship or not? Do I want to work on this? As we move through therapy here, the one who's been betrayed, if they're willing to stick through this as well, they need to say, okay, I'm starting to, you know, I'm starting to grow some trust here. Reassurance. Show the person, the partner who betrayed initially that all this is not in vain. All this is not in vain. That, I, you know, while I don't trust you completely, I am starting to trust you more. This is important. And this is also a good time to identify there's a difference between forgiving and trusting. Forgiving is essentially, it's, it's a me thing. It, and, and let me explain. It's a me thing in that I'm going, I, me, I'm going to forgive you for me, not for you, for me, so I can keep moving forward. And that's regardless of if the relationship stays together or not. Now, trust. Trust is a whole different ballgame, and there's different levels. Again, go back and listen to that podcast. Trust means over time, through different levels, as I discussed in a prior podcast, again, listen to that, you know, that I know who you are, that I know what to expect, that we are or have worked through enough things that we have our rules and expectations that I, I believe you are not going to break them this time, and that... And that might be right where you're at at that point in time. And as you move forward, essentially getting to the point of, you know, I, I know who you are and I want to be in a relationship with you. And I believe I know you. And this can be really tough, really tough. Because trust is often one of those words that's viewed as, as, as much simpler than it is. But I believe there's a lot to it. So understand that. So here's the thing. The, 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 Betrayed partner needs to say, hey, I see the trust. They need to be, they need to affirm the work that's being done. The unfaithful partner can obviously increase have an increase in anxiety and hopelessness if the reassurance of trust is not provided. Right? It doesn't have to be, I trust you 110%, but it needs to be, I see the work you're doing and I'm trusting you more and more. Right? And and here's the thing: this is a point in time when with regards to the attachment phase that we often see the rekindling of physical and sexual connection. You know, this is a time of giving attention and to looking at how problems affected other members of the, the relationship as well. Maybe you have kids or your family, your in-laws, you know, whatever. 
that this isn't just something that's just affected the two of you, that it's had a bigger reverberation. But there's a lot here. Attachment is, is one that's going to take some time as well because you need to feel safe. That's the, the need for, for attachment. So keeping all these things in mind. And again, infidelity is such a terrible thing to happen to folks. I mean, a lot of times people think, Oh, I just cheated. It wasn't, I didn't, it didn't mean anything to me, but understand it means a hell of a lot to other people and it can wreck people. So before making poor choices, you know, make sure you want to, if, if you're in a relationship and you're, you're not sure, you know, you don't have to know if you want to marry somebody down the road, but you have to be understanding that if you're tempted to be with somebody else, or you're tempted to do something else, it's doing this person a favor by ending that relationship before getting to that point. Not that ending it doesn't hurt, but it's a heck of a lot less painful or can be than finding out somebody cheated on you and, and uh, somebody you thought that you knew. So keep that in mind. Again, 2022, here we are, and uh, it's going to be another great year. So I thank everybody for checking out the podcast. And, uh, you know, it, some big news is coming. I've got a group or excuse me, a course coming very soon. It's called the Fight Nice Course for couples and or individuals who desire to learn to fight productively versus destructively. So that's coming out here soon. I'm going to actually start the recordings today. So that'll be available. I will share that link when that comes out. Um, also working on my book, I've got the first two chapters, I believe, two and a half chapters down uh, on a book, Fight Nice. So that'll be coming out when that's available. I will share that. Um, obviously big news coming too, in terms of, you know, the marriage doc, uh, private practice of mine under which Schrader clinical consulting is spreading out to another state. I'm going to be working with being able to be licensed in another state here very soon. Just finished some fingerprinting the other day, uh, to finish those steps. And, uh, yeah, so things are, things are, you know, rocking and I hope everybody's having a great start to the new year. Please be safe. I know there's a lot of crazy things going on out there. Also, if you want to get a hold of me, go ahead and email me, brian at themarriagedoc.com. That's B-R-I-A-N. You can also find me on multiple apps such as Instagram and TikTok. On Instagram, you can find me really quick and easy. I am the underscore marriage underscore doc. And on TikTok, of course, which is always a fun one to look at, um, you can find me on TikTok. It's at marriage underscore doc. That's D-O-C. So otherwise, I hope everybody has a wonderful time. Go ahead and leave me a voice message on the podcast or ask any questions, any thoughts, maybe topics that you would like to have covered, a question you'd like answered. And uh, I'd be happy to do that. All right. So I'm out, everybody. Again, have a great start to the year. I hope everybody continues to keep doing their best, meeting their goals, aiming high and, and keep going. Take care.